0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. NTFW is a production of Round Peg, where we believe that strategy should be in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. And Allison Carter. And uh, we have another funeral this week. dun da da. Yeah, Will Taps is in order. Well, what, what's dead? Who's dead? What's dead is free.
1: Oh, don't tell me that. I'm cheap. Nope. Free is dead. But everything's free. It's the internet. That's the whole point of the internet. Is it's all free for the taking?
0: Actually, no. The whole point of the internet is to make information available and accessible. But quality information and quality tools come with a price tag. What you're seeing today is a lot of tech companies that have survived for years um, on investor money are being basically put to the table and said put up or shut up you've got to build a sustainable business and that sustainable business may come with
1: advertising revenue or it may come with subscription revenue so let's take both of those one at a time where are we seeing what kinds of companies are now charging me advertising revenue (laughs) well we're
0: seeing it certainly LinkedIn is starting to promote their ads much more aggressively than they ever have before.
1: They're also very aggressively going after paid feature sets. So they're really going they, after both categories. They are
0: going after both categories. But they're. let's stay on advertising. They are aggressively promoting their advertising. Every time I post a new update on our company page, there is an option to sponsor that update. Mm-hmm. But if I don't sponsor the update, it's still visible to the community. I'm just not reaching as large a community outside of my core followers. There are opportunities for job ads as well as sponsored updates. Interestingly, Facebook is also pursuing a
1: similar path. Mm -hmm. But you don't like
0: what Facebook is doing.
1: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. On LinkedIn, when you sponsor a post, Even if you don't, sponsoring a post simply boosts it beyond your followers. All of your followers will still theoretically see it. Is that right? Absolutely. It's not strangled in the news feed on
0: LinkedIn. No, uh, LinkedIn, their news feed is the news feed. Mm -hmm. Now, I can pick and choose, and this is what I love, is I can screen out certain kind of updates. I no longer see, by the way, that Mm -hmm. Mary and John are suddenly connecting. Mm -hmm. But I have manually turned that off. But if I follow a company, I am going to see their
1: updates because I have said I'm interested. Whereas on Facebook, and we've talked about this, uh, if you're interested, go back to our previous podcast on these changes to Facebook. Essentially, Facebook is now making you pay twice. First, you have to pay to get... I mean, you can spread your fan base on Facebook organically. That's absolutely something you can do. Many companies, however, choose to use advertising in order to get people to opt in and like their pages. we would known for some time that Facebook was throttling that traffic. Somewhere in the area of 16% of all of your fans were seeing any given update. Um, But now we're seeing that suddenly as low as, in some cases, as low as 3%. Uh, really dramatic changes, a 44% decrease in the last in the first two weeks of December. So Facebook is first making you pay to acquire fans. And then even after people have opted in and said, yeah, I want to hear from this company, you now have to pay again to make sure that the people who already said they want to hear from you actually hear from you. And so I think you've got these two
0: different advertising models. And I think that one of the things that business owners are really going to have to do is look very carefully... <laughs> at each of these platforms. Twitter has an advertising option as sponsored update as well. Uh, I expect all of the social networks will. Mm -hmm. I I think this will happen across the board. I think business owners really are going to have to look very hard at which of these Mm -hmm. really deliver results that make sense for their business. I think
1: that ultimately I would... I, would be, I think that Facebook is going to be hurt by this because I think it not only degrades the advertiser experience, I think it also hurts the user experience. And that ultimately is the important thing. Because I'm finding that I'm missing things and events and information from people I want to be hearing from as a result of these new algorithmic changes. I would not be surprised if we saw Facebook walk back from the strategy in the first part of 2014.
0: Well, the other thing I think that is going to happen if Facebook does not back off on this. You have a lot of companies that have invested a lot in their Facebook Mm -hmm. program, and it's a little bit like cocaine. They are addicted, Mm -hmm. and they are going to be very frightened by their declining results, and rather than exploring other ways to reach their community, they're going to pour the money into Facebook, which is then going to flood my news feed as a consumer Mm -hmm. with more and more ads, which is then going to make me less likely to want to spend time on Facebook, and it begins this death spiral.
1: You know, and we are indeed already seeing a move away from this. There's a big change to what people are calling the private internet or the shadow internet, and those are the social networks that are critically important to our lives, but we never see. For instance, in the last... Two days, we saw Instagram pull out a private messaging feature where it previously had not had that before. Uh, Twitter is now allowing you to send pictures via direct message, which it had never allowed you to do before. Snapchat, of course, which is a person-to-person marketing it, or excuse me, social media tool, is now uh, one of the largest or one of the largest, particularly among the young set. People. Don't always want to be public. And I think that some of this is a reaction to advertisers and this idea that our data is always being mined.
0: Absolutely. So I think, kind of going back, and, and I think I would love to bring up and circle back on that topic mm-hmm. of the free, not the free internet, but this more private internet mm-hmm. in a separate podcast. So yes. I think we could really go into detail on that. But I think from a business owner perspective, both looking at hard at your investments in where you advertise and where you don't that same slice and dice mentality needs to roll over into your subscriptions.
1: Okay, so talk to me about the changes that you've seen in the subscription model.
0: What I'm seeing is a lot of the tools that I love, that I use, that I rely on for everything from um, form building to conference calls to, um, not data analytics per se, but, but reporting tools all across the board, three years ago, all my tools were essentially free.
1: Free or freemium?
0: Free, Yeah, freemium. And what we're seeing with almost every platform that is successful, and, and that therein lies the, the important thing is, as companies become successful, they're willing to give you a short free trial or a limited feature set, but if you're serious about your business, You have to move to the premium model, and I would encourage businesses to do two things. Number one, if it's something you really are using, don't be afraid to invest in the tool. Number two, sit down and make a list of everything you're paying a subscription for. Mm -hmm. Um, We probably spend right now close to a thousand dollars a month in Mm -hmm. subscriptions. There is nothing on that list I would give up. But the first time I looked at that number and went, $1,000 a month for software,
1: but they are all vital to our business. Yes, our proposal software saves us countless hours, as do our reporting softwares. They really allow us to spend more time doing what we do well. But I think that this move is also putting perhaps some unanticipated pressures on the service providers themselves. It's really hard to complain about something when that free thing that you use is not working properly. I mean, people still do because complaining is awesome, but they don't really have a life to stand on. But for instance, we've been longtime subscribers to Hootsuite. Uh, we use it to kind of have all of our social updates under one roof and be able to all update our Twitter page. And it's a fairly small subscription, I think it's about five, six bucks a month. Nothing huge, but they've been having a lot of outages lately. The platform has been down or their URL shortener has not been working. Now back when that was free, I wouldn't say anything about that because you know it's free. I'm not paying anything. Now when they go down, I'm paying you and you're messing with my business. You better believe I talk to them about it.
0: Absolutely. That and Twitter, one of the reasons I went to Hootsuite originally was again managing multiple Twitter mm-hmm. accounts. The Twitter interface on my phone has gotten significantly better Mm -hmm. at switching between accounts. Mm -hmm. I use the Twitter,
1: uh, the free Twitter app on my phone. I only use HootSuite on desktop.
0: And so, you know, I think it's two things. One, if you're going to charge me, Mm -hmm. I have a higher level of service expectation. Get your game up. And two, um, there's
1: always going to be somebody developing behind you. You need to be continually innovating and continually getting better because your competition is. Now, we did run
0: into an interesting situation earlier this year. We were using Mm do.com for our um, project planning software and there was a free version and a paid version. Mm -hmm. We were not using enough of the features yet to go to the paid version. But quite honestly, if they had said to me it was going to be 50 bucks a month, I would have made that switch because it was becoming an integral part of how we did our business. And then suddenly, Salesforce.com decided not to support the product. If they had had a stronger revenue model, the product would have continued.
1: So it really comes down to understanding the worth of an individual product, constantly innovating, and making sure that customer service, which often in Internet applications translates to uptime, Mm -hmm. making sure that those are all in line with your customer expectations.
0: And then from a small business perspective, I think that you need to look at the tools that you're using. Um, I think you need to be prepared to, in 2014, I think you're going to need to be prepared to pay for every tool
1: that really becomes integral to your business and budget for that. Just like you pay a plumber to take care of that running toilet so that you don't have to deal with it, this is exactly the same thing. You're paying someone to do, a company in this case, a program, to do something more efficiently. And that is not frivolous, that is not a waste, that needs to be a line item.
0: So in 2014, I I think free is dead. And on the one hand, I know that this is going to be challenging for startup companies. But I think that if you're serious about your business, I think you have to invest. And I think that the maturity of internet companies and the move to be sustainable will actually strengthen small businesses going forward because they'll be able to spend money on tools that will be there for them in the long run. The king is dead. Long live the king. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you've got opinions and want to comment on this... Because we don't have enough opinions. (laughs) Because we don't have enough opinions. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to post a comment on our blog at morethanafewwords.com. And while we've just spent the last few minutes telling you that free is dead, this podcast will still be available to you for download from iTunes or here on morethanafewwords.com for free.